There are 10,000 known recorded facial expressions. Do you know what this one is? It's funny because you can't, you can't see it. It's the study of facial expressions this week on Why Do You Know That? Welcome to Why Do You Know That? The podcast that wants to know why you know so much about a very specific topic. I'm Nadia Osman. I'm Steve Slaga. Hi, Steve. Hi. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm all right. I'm happy, all right. Uh, happy day. Day, whatever it is. It's I hope hot. It's a good one. Happy hot day. <laughs> Have a happy hot day. Put it on a pin. Yeah. Stick it on your bag. It's on a bumper sticker mm-hmm. and a patch. Mm-hmm. What's going on with you? I'm reading a book. It's called Outrageous Conduct. It's about the John Landis directed segment of the Twilight Zone movie where Vic Morrow and the two uh, children died in the helicopter crash. <gasps> that feels like that could be a whole episode. Oh, it for sure could, which is why I'm hesitant to go on any more than that, because I might just see if I can find someone to come on and talk about it. But also it talks about how when there were, like where John Landis was in his career, um, early on, like around that time, there was also Steven Spielberg and some other directors and they were making blockbuster movies. And so all of these movies were coming out and being directed with very lax safety regulation. But because it'd be like, oh, uh, like when um, uh, the director of French Connection, um, I can't remember his name. Not Gene Hackman, no. No, he was in it. He was a star. I can't remember the director, though. But uh, he recorded, they filmed a chase scene that none of the other camera units would do because of how unsafe it was. They got into a car in New York and just floored it through intersections, through red lights, just to get this footage. So, like, anybody could have died at any moment. But because nobody died and because it was great footage and the movie did really well, it was a success. So it had just been building up over time that, oh, well, that doesn't really seem safe, but we don't want to tell this director because there's so much money and the movie will make money. And if the shot looks good. So like Fire Festival or what's her name? Um, Blood Drops. Elizabeth oh, Holmes. Uh, Elizabeth Holmes? Yes. Theranos. Uh, Theranos. Yeah. It's just, you know, people with money will give money to anything because they think it'll get them more money. And so nobody really was paying attention to Safety. You know how that makes me feel? How does that make you feel? Let me look at your face and see if I can see your expression to see what you're... (laughs) Disgusted. That will make sense in a minute as I bring on our guest. I hope that worked as a sag. That's a great sag. Sag alert going off. All right, let's bring in our wonderful guest. She is from Disney Channel's Andy Mack. Please welcome Leila Mboda. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. 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 How you doing? Hi. I'm good. Thank you for asking. You're here to talk about, uh, it's kind of a variety of topics, but really it's about facial recognition disorders. There's, I found varying degrees on like how many emotions apparently there are that we actually calculate. Um, there's the facial action coding system. Right. There's the Gottman method. Yes. There's prosopagnosia, uh-huh, which is correct. one of those words I failed to pronounce. No, it's got to be one every pod. Prosopagnosia, from what I understand it's pronounced. Prosopagnosia? Prosopagnosia. 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 Okay. There it yeah. is. But they're, they're all very much related into this world of... Um, facial expressions. Facial expressions and therefore what those are, what those look like, and... Uh, disorders surrounding them, studies surrounding them, that kind of thing. So facial expressions, why do you know that? Besides just being an actor, uh, is there like some other thing that interests you so much about this topic? I mean, I, I, it's just an interest of mine, just embedded with uh, human human behavior in general. And I think that because I am an actor and I also like people, I I feel like I've, I've gone down the rabbit hole of different books and and various research of studying facial expressions. I I just like um learning about human behavior in general. So along with this, I when I was submitting topics to you guys too, like I also wanted to I like a big thing that's been interesting to me lately is um how our environment changes our behavior and how people can kind of be nudged into good people or or bad people or or responsible people or irresponsible just by changing the environment around them you know and they just unconsciously change 
Um, Do you love The Good Place? I uh, I started it recently and I'm into it. I think a you'll lot. love it because it, there's a lot of philosophy. As uh, it goes on. I got I got to just when keep you talk up about environment it. and um, nudging people to be good people, it's very mm. very much where they go. Ooh, um, spoiler alert for the good place. <laughs> ruined. They, they try to nudge people to be good. Um, I, I I've liked what I've seen so far. I've I've cleared through like the first half of season one. Mm-hmm. More to more good things to come. Um, uh, for there's a book called Nudge actually by two like social re- researchers Thaler and Sunstein for listeners who want to know more about how an environment can change a person. Ooh, Nudge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm here, I, to, I'm here to advertise books, right? Yes. <laughs> Leilan, what's that? Uh, is that a big pile of cash that's labeled from Barnes & Noble? What is that? <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> oh, it got out again. <laughs> I want to know how Nadia didn't notice the big pile of cash that Leilan brought in. I mean, I put mind, on the table. I mind my own business. I don't ask everybody what they're carrying all the time. Loose leaf cash. I, I yeah. really came in with just my armfuls. Yeah, do you need rubber bands? I have some rubber bands. I'd love some. This is so inconvenient. So I want everyone to I've know that. I've been getting robbed left and right <laughs> on the street. So for the rest of this podcast, listener, know that we are all just counting Leilan's loose money <laughs> through the discussion. If you ever any, hear any like crinkling papers or anything. <laughs> Let's get into for a second. So before we get into, I mean, facial expressions, there's a lot of places to go with this. And sure. one of those places is definitely uh, basic emotions. Yeah. Um, the official number of emotions, as I was researching, it came back four, then five, then nine, then seven, then six. And then I was just like, guys, pick a number. What <laughs> What do you know about this? Um, okay, so there is a book by Paul Ekman who developed facial acting, uh, facial acting, a- action coding system, excuse me. And um, I believe there's six, six to seven. Okay. Um, I should have really done my like really boned up it's on. It's a salon. It's a salon. We don't know everything. You don't know everything. It's fine. We're I just here. want, I want the conversation to be fun and I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> we're <Phew>. just curious. <laughs> sweating over here. We're curious individuals. I think it's happiness, sadness, anger, um, disgust. Those are all characters in Inside Out. So I'm, I want to believe that. Oh, oh yeah. Because I would believe that Pixar would. Have- um, there's fear. Mm-hmm. And um, if we're going with six, I believe the last one is contempt. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. Yes. I think those are the six that that Paul like uh, notes in his uh, book, Emotions Revealed. Um, and he also goes into his facial act encoding system as well. Um, then, so that's a, another fun one for people who like facial expressions. Um, Paul, and, and so Paul Ekman, he had like a mentor uh, who was able to just like recognize like no characteristics about like a a tribe like an indigenous tribe by just seeing pictures of the people's faces he was like oh this is a this is a tribe that is is violent and and blah 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 and uh, you know all the way to oh this, this tribe has homosexual tendencies and then this uh, tribe has heterosexual uh, tendencies you know like and he was right like and I and and I believe this is right and so I Paul I, Paul learned from that guy um, and then went on to develop this system where he's assigned a numeric value to every single expression a human face can make um, there's about over ten thousand but like only like. I want to say like 3,000 means something and the rest are just like, you know, like, just like straight. <laughs> just like when you pause the DVR on someone's yeah, face. Yeah, correct, yes. <laughs> oh, that's such a good way of saying it. Yes. Like, um, but but 3,000 of those are are have, have meaning behind them and, and the 10,000 can only, the, the, the rest can only be like artificially made, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, yeah, that's, that's where I got the number six from. Am I right? I see. That's what I think, because uh, I know that for the movie Inside Out, they 
tried to boil it down to five, I think, for the sake of going like, well, because sometimes people will say like excitement and they felt like, well, that's just sort of what joy is. So let's just. Yeah. You know, uh huh. It's just like in other movies when it's like, oh, wait, there were eight people that worked on this project, but uh, we'll just uh, make them one guy. Yeah. Because it's just faster, easier storytelling. Mm. Um, so I feel like joy and excitement kind of go together. Same with surprise is an emotion that has come up a few times. But like everybody seems to have a different thing. But you basically got them. Um, there's a different guy, the psychologist named Robert Plutchik, who says there are eight basic emotions. Oh. Which is, and, and this he has like a whole wheel for this. And this I looked at and I went, I don't know. You might be trying too hard because the wheel instead of joy, it's ecstasy, which is like the most intense form of joy. And oh, then I trust see. is an emotion, which I'm like, I don't know if uh, that feels oh, off to me. Interesting. Like an admiration is supposed to be the emotion attached. And then fear is terror. And then surprise becomes amazement. Sadness becomes grief, which is like, you're just taking the most extreme versions of what that core thing is. And making their is. own emotions. Yeah. Um, and, and sure, like, and I mean, Paul Ekman is like 85 years old now. So, I mean, I'm sure there's definitely been advances and yeah. stuff like that. New emotions. New, 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 new <laughs> hot new emotions. Hot new emotions. <laughs> <laughs> well, he has this atlas of emotions, right? That's like 10,000 facial expressions, which yes. goes back to that pausing the DVD thing where it's like every single possible thing a face could make. Yeah, and I believe it's like a, a letter and a number like where it's like D23 or, some, or something like that. D23 is also a, a Disney Channel thing. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's in my brain. Um, oh my gosh. Did you go to D23? No, I, not this year. Mm. Um, anyway, invite the old hags. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm the mom. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, so, so like... I first learned about Paul Ekman from Malcolm Gladwell, like my hero. Um, I just love his books. I just love them, you know, uh, from Blink. Have you guys read Blink or listened to Blink? I've read passages from Blink. I have it um, as an audiobook that I've never opened up because I have three audiobooks I haven't read yet because I won't let myself read them till I finish The Power of Now. <laughs> So the power of now sits there so unlistened to. Oh my gosh, <laughs> as your blockage for all the books that you could be enjoying. I need to be enlightened and then I can read these books. Oh, wow. I I love everything about this. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, so Malcolm Gladwell, so in Blink, um, I listened to the audiobook of it and there's actually a conversation that Gladwell has with Ekman, I believe, oh my gosh, if this is wrong, I'll, boy, will there be egg on my face. But uh, where um, they can talk about different expressions and, he, and Ekman is like, oh, you've got a really good blank. You've got a really good like F-14 or something like that, you know? Um, like he has, he knows them. He's so familiar with them. And because and, not every, not every uh, face can, is capable of making the, the muscles or, 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 or flexing the muscles to make all the expressions. So apparently when he was designing the facial act, action coding system, he would have like his assistants or interns like electric, electrically shock parts of his face. So so at least he would know what it felt like. So it like the muscle would would flex and, and make that emotion so he could record every emotion. Oh my God. Or, or expression, yeah. Wow. Oh. It feels like this guy's like life mission was learn every facial expression that can be made by getting shocked in the face. No? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it paid off. Like, oh, for sure, yeah. Lie yeah. to me, the TV show is based off of him. Really? Yes. Oh, right. I didn't know this. No. How about that? Neither of us have seen an episode, but you just see how excited we got. I know, I connected to the Hollywood. <laughs> yes, Hollywood. the Hollywood. There, no, there is a quote where he is basically, uh, he's gained a reputation as being the best human lie detector. I think because he, I guess that makes sense. Like if you can make every single expression, then yeah, you're going to make an expression that like then if somebody's lying, be able to go like that didn't come naturally. That was like a like premeditated thought that encouraged that facial expression. Well, okay. So now we're going into lying, which is another fun, fun thing. Like I, I, this this was years ago, but I like followed every internet documentary on um, lying, basically. Um, 
So you don't have to be capable of making every expression to detect, like if if someone is being dishonest or disingenuine. Um, you you just have to have practice at it too, and and that's what uh, Gottman's research is about too. And we can get to that in a second. But um, there, so so firstly, also when people are being dishonest, uh, it's not just one facial tick that gives away. Like uh, things come in clusters. Um, I can tell you like one um, myth about people who are lying is that they're avoidant. Um, if people think that, oh, they're looking away or whatever, that means they are guilty. T- turns out like a lot of liars and a lot of really good liars have the um, ability to uh, look you directly in the eye. They're so worried about being caught that they will actually make more eye contact than somebody who is innocent. You know, I believe that. Yeah. But uh, people have tells people have things that give them away. And so one of the documentaries I watched, I remember there was um, footage of Bill Clinton up um, on the stand talking about how he did not have relations with that woman. And his from like the the neck up really good, like truthful engagement. He's like making direct eye contact. Um, he's he's facially relaxed. Um, but then you watch his hand and his hand is pointing so far away from where he is pointing. It's like it's pointing out here. Like he can't get his hand to uh, follow the direction of his truthfulness. And so it's like that that hand moving that way is showing that there's a part of his body that is still saying it's not true. That's wild. That's crazy. At the time where they're like experts or this guy being like, hey, I know he's it. lying. I know. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Um, like uh, it's because it's not it, it's not. I mean, I'm not a human lie detector, mm-hmm. you know, so I like I couldn't be able to I, I wouldn't be able to look in, at somebody and and um, veritably determine, oh, they're telling the truth or they're lying. But there are certain things to like look out for. Yeah. Um, there's another interesting uh, thing that I loved. There was another uh, documentary about uh, killers and um, how they how they would spin stuff. I think mean, I'm also obsessed with forensic files, and I think this is the reason why is because I love the interga- interrogation room. I love how people try to spin out of like the spin out of the truth when the truth they're like, we know you killed her, and they're like, no, I didn't kill her. And they're like, well, here's her bloody shirt that was found in your trunk. Oh, I don't know how that got there. Well, we have this footage of you putting that bloody shirt in your trunk. Oh, I guess so, huh? You love (laughs) watching people get caught and then have to like work their way out. Oh, I love it. (laughs) I love it. Were you, I mean, this is related, but it's such a weird sentence to say. Were you a fan of Catch a Predator? Do you remember that show? Never seen it. Oh, that show. I think I just missed it. It's not that I I saw it and didn't like it. I just missed missed it completely. Because every episode, uh, Chris Hansen, the Mm, guy running things, Mm -hmm. would come in at like some point after they've like set the bait and trap with his pedophiles. You're waiting for a kid. Yeah, and then be like, hi. So we have all these records and all this stuff. And then you're just watching people uh, uh. Uh, and it's like, it's horrifying. It's very uncomfortable. It's incredibly uncomfortable, but it's also fascinating to watch people and yeah. like see the lengths that they'll go to to try to disprove what is factual in front of their face. Oh, I've and also never like, seen the show. As I guess I'm a little bit more empathetic than most people, but like, even though I intellectually know that this is a sick person, this is a criminal, this is somebody who came to this house with the intent to do something vile, when you see someone on the spot like that, on TV, the cops, like, mm-hmm. there is this small part of me that's like, oh, that yeah, I, poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, he couldn't just be arrested oh, and thrown in let jail. The no, that I understand. pedophile. Like, I mean, there's somebody's sickness being exploited for entertainment. I think yes. that it's okay to feel mixed yes. feelings mm-hmm. about that. Yeah. yeah. We've talked about this before, like Steve's issues with reality television, yes. that, like, so much of it is designed to manipulate human emotions by presenting a false sense of reality, mm-hmm. which is oh, very sure. true. Yeah. Um, How do you and, feel about... Oh, sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, same kind of thing happens here where, like, not just on that show, but, like, forensic filey things, too, where, like, yeah, we're seeing, like, tape of what happened in the police station, but then that is also exploited for entertainment. So then it's, like, how fair is that to watch somebody spiraling out? But also, like, oh, it is. There's a weird satisfaction in watching it. I, I too, have a conflicted relationship with it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, what were you going to say, Steve? Oh, no, go ahead. Oh, um, something that I just loved learning about is that there's a phrase called duping delight. Oh! Um, that uh, that 
Sounds like a dessert. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a dessert, but it ain't. Um, (laughs) When serial killers are on tape or uh, saying that they're innocent or, or saying they, every now and then an expression will like creep out of their face of joy. So like uh, there, this is, I wish I had names for these documentaries, but there's like footage of, I forget the name of this case, but a mom who had killed her own children and then went on the news being like, we got to find, we got to bring my baby back, blah, blah, blah. And then like in it, she's not crying. She's actually kind of smiling. Like, but it's, it's just, it's very small. It's a micro expression, you know? Um, And then there's like, also, there, in this documentary, there's also footage of, like, a killer who's just like, yeah, it just sucks that they couldn't find her. It's really sad and, like, super serious. And then he, like, smirks. Oh, uh, like, oh like, he's delighting in the duping. Yes. Like, I like And that that's term. something that um, that serial killers, pathological liars, um, can't control. You know? Like, they can they can put on a show, and then every now and then, like, a little smile will creep out of their face. Yeah. Uh Number one, I love the term doopy delight yes. to describe this. Number two, I want to go back to that word you said, micro-expression. Hmm. What is a micro-expression? Um, a micro-expression, I think, is in the title. It's it's a um, it's a very small version of a, a, an expression. And mm-hmm. so uh, children are bad at hiding expressions. So if you say, I've got a surprise for you, they'll show their whole face, you know, from the eyes to the mouth to, uh, you know, their, their jaw drops, their eyes alight, their eyebrows pop up. Um, when you tell an adult um, that, uh, you know, there might be good news, but they're in a negotiation, their eyebrows may pop up, but their their mouth stays completely, like, uh, same, mm-hmm. you know? It's just a tiny bit uh, of something revealing to you um, what they're really thinking, but it's not the full expression. Look, you got it right, because according to the Paul Ekman group, they basically say that a micro-expression are these very brief facial expressions. They only last, like, a fraction of a second. They're very, they're mm-hmm. teeny, teeny, tiny, but they are universal, and they can't be prevented. You can um, you can test yourself on them. So uh, different places online, you can go and they and they show you um, different uh, people's expressions and stuff like that. And then you have to guess what it is. Um, I was surprised at how bad it, uh, at I, I was at this. Actually, <laughs> like I I at reading them or at like your own micro expressions. Like uh, how, how did this we're test all bad at our own? Okay, yeah, we, I was gonna we, say I don't think my face ever moves. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but reading, I thought it'd be a little bit better. I wasn't bad, but I thought I would like, I feel like, oh, I, I've studied so much acting. I feel like I'm so in tune with people. I, um, and, and the first round was just like all over the place. And then I like did it a couple more times. I'm like, okay, I think I, I know what's going on. The one expression that I consistently, it consistently took me some time to identify as correct was contempt. Oh, I had a hard time identifying contempt. Why do you think that is? Contempt is a really interesting one. Um, so contempt, from what I remember, is your eyebrows go up um, and then your nose flares a little bit and um, your your mouth, your 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 chin jets out a little bit. I'm mm-hmm. trying to do it now in an audio format. It's not a visual <laughs> medium. And here I am, like, making weird faces at Leelotta as I try I'm to raise my eyebrows. <laughs> like, um, so, so... Because the mouth goes down and the eyebrows go up a little bit, I, I think that like sometimes I confused it with like secret, secret joy or secret grief. Because mm. grief, grief, the the um, or, or rage, you know, like contempt is like such a mix of different of like your because your... it's kind of disgust, it's kind of anger. Yeah. It's like a bunch of things sort of mixed together. And contempt it's, also It's all the, the crayons. It's all the crayons in the box when you like mix them all together and you get that weird brown color. I, that might be what contempt is because it's also the feeling of feeling better than another person, mm-hmm. you know? And, and that's not the same as rage, you know? Or that's not the same as disgust. Yeah. Contempt it shows you are lower than I am, you know, and it's a it was an inch, it's a, it's its own interesting expression. Yeah, it doesn't really have like thing about, you know, those posters that are like, how are you feeling today? And it's like 150 different smiley faces of all like <laughs> bashful, angelic, bashful. and like <laughs> angelic. <laughs> uh, but you, you think about like other, you know, emotions like 
happy, angry, sad. And you can think about like, what is that facial expression? But I couldn't think of what contempt would be. That to me feels like a more internal kind of- It, it so is external. It, it, there's a way that it's displayed. Um, like I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to mimic for you, which is does nothing for us. <laughs> but like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like it's it's a mix of a smile. It's a you know, it's it's really. It's I'm wondering thing. if jealous, because to me, jealousy seems sort of not necessarily the opposite of contempt. And I'm not looking this up. I'm just thinking out loud that like, because if contempt is thinking that you're better than somebody, jealousy is like you're mad that somebody is quote has something you want, has something you you want or is quote better than you in that moment for whatever that thing is. And I wonder how much like, is there like an opposite reaction where it's like maybe the eyebrows do the same thing, but the mouth is different. That's interesting. I've never thought about that. Um, as as far as what I've read, uh, jealousy, I, I haven't seen jealousy identified as its own expression. I think it's mixed in with the others. You could see jealousy and contempt living on the same block. <laughs> maybe very, maybe even neighbors. <laughs> oh, hello. Oh, Hi. Nadia and I are going to write a, a two-person show <laughs> yeah. where we play jealousy and contempt moving into next door to each other. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it will be attended by three people that we've begged to come. No, do we, are we included? <laughs> yeah, it's us and then, like, Is one it me? Person. Am yeah. I the other person? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have to. You inspired it. Please, please come to our show. We love. It is uh, very um, fascinating, the idea that we all that these expressions are uh, universal, that yes. if you are experiencing contempt and I'm experiencing contempt in completely different situations, our facial muscles are still moving and reacting to that emotion in in the same way. That's correct. That's yes. kind of crazy to me. I know, isn't that wild? Yeah, th- I think that's what... Um, that, that that's how we we classify or at least how Ekman classifies emotions is is it universal mm-hmm. you know these like so um I, I think ones that don't fit in the category it may be because there's different interpretations of them you know like depending on the culture I mean we're we're all aware that certain cultures are more expressive outwardly than others mm-hmm. um but yeah I I believe I don't know if it's this book that talks about it too but um blind people also make the same expressions. And they've never, they, they, they're not mimicking models, but blind people make the same expressions as people who are not blind when they're happy, when they're angry, when they're, when they're fearful. We, you know, we all like walk the same way or pick things up with our hands. So I guess it makes sense, but it's just something I never thought about. Just the idea that our, this involuntary, very, like, Expressing yourself is a very personal. Yes. From the Université de Genève, there was a study uh, from 2017, it would seem, that facial expressions play a powerful role um, and that these expressions are innate. Um, and they did a whole bunch of analyzations of other scientific studies. And it would appear that you are correct. That generally speaking, for folks who are blind, um, they are still doing the same thing, but they may enhance their own perceptions as well as how to like learn the intensity of how they portray, like uh, show oh, those sure, emotions. Yeah, because, because they don't know vis- visual aids. right. Yeah. So as opposed to like if they're angry, it might look even angrier. Um, as a, like oh. an attempt, that's essentially what they're saying. But hey, um, there you go. Uh, well, you know, no more discipline marks. <gasps> I'm back, baby. <laughs> Clean slate. Clean <laughs> slate. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the facial action coding system some more because um, th- not only is that the thing that like Paul Ekman is really known for, it's a thing that like ends up getting used a lot. Um, gosh, I, I'm not sure if I can really be helpful so much more. And like, I feel like I got what I wanted out of knowing about the facial action, action coding system, you know, <laughs> which is just like, oh, that's to me, that's a neat fact of it's like, oh, great. Every <laughs> every 10,000 expression that could be made by the human face is recorded somewhere. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't u- utilize that like as an actor. It, it means nothing for my personal life. You right. know? So I'd be curious to hear if you know how they're used. That's great. Um, um, well, I did see on their website, apparently it's used by researchers and animators. Um, that makes sense. Very much so. But I think it's just a fun category to put together. Like, here's a scientific 
uh, breakthrough that is used, therefore, by other scientists in this field and also people in animation. And while it makes sense, it's just to me a funny grouping of two like totally disparate uh, groups that you wouldn't expect science the same and cartoons. Thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is for like the betterment of humanity and also like, ooh, it's Saturday and I'm going and I'm going to get my popcorn and I'm going to watch Pixar. Oh, like, yeah. Pixar kills it too. Yeah. Like, I mean, I feel, I feel feelings when I, <laughs> yeah, when you I think watch of, yeah. Pixar cartoons. <laughs> One time, um, what was I seeing? Oh, I saw Up in theaters years mm-hmm. ago. And um, I re- a lot of people say things like, oh, Pixar makes me cry when I go see a movie. So there, spoiler, there's a moment in Up where like um, Carl, the main older guy, is like going through a book of memories. And essentially mm-hmm. it's like before the big act three moment where he's like, I'm definitely going to go and um, like become the hero that I want to be. Right? right. But as he's looking through this book of memories in the theater, I heard someone audibly sob so loudly from like three rows back that it kind of scared me. Oh. It was like, <gasps> like it was terrifying gasps for air. And I thought, oh my God, like the, not this a, If you're not sobbing that loud at that sequence, <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you? I agree with you. Because <laughs> it wasn't the beginning, like the beginning, like that first 10 minutes of Up, I think is the part that people point to and are like, oh, that makes me cry. And it does make me cry. But I think at that point, I was just like, I'm in this world now. Uh, but the fact that she was so loud, like it genuinely terrified me. Have you guys been in a situation where like somebody's reaction emotionally like made you go, ah, like I think I've been that person. <laughs> I think I don't you, know. You've made other people feel yeah. that way is what you're saying. Yeah. I don't know if I. Nothing can spook me. Leila <laughs> <laughs> on the unspookable. I do get scared pretty easily. Really? Don't sneak up behind me. I don't like it. So you wouldn't like like any of those like Halloween like haunted hayrides and stuff like that. I mean, I can do them. They're fun, you know, but it's it's like I just I startle easily, you know, I startle. I get it. No, I don't like being spooked either. Uh, And then I omit the expression of fear. Yeah. But I mean, all those raised white eyes. Um, a small O mouth. Oh, that is. I wonder if those are are put into the database. Is uh, there's haunted houses like those walk-around oh, haunted yes. houses that have those like oh yeah that take Sorry, those not, photos. Not a little O mouth, but the, the corners are drawn back. In what expression? Fear. You know. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Like so the, you're, it's your. It's almost like your face is retreating. Yes, your face is retreating, Ooh. and your eyes are big, so they can take everything in. Wow. Again, you can't see this, but she's doing a very good job. Leland's yeah. a very good actor, you guys. Afraid. Um, the getting into for a second, like, do you have <laughs> this just reminded me of it because you were making this face. Do you have like a fave facial expression or a favorite emotion to b- both for personal reasons or to portray? Do I have a favorite expression? Yeah. Like, do uh, you like making a specific expression? Do you feel yourself making an expression a lot? Um, well, uh, my best friend Wilder and I, you guys know Wilder, um, and, and so do many Andy Mac fans who follow our, uh, our dual account. Um, but we love it when we come off across an expression that feels weird and then we make the other person do it, you know, like, and it can be anything where it's just like, you know, <laughs> or gosh, I wish people could see this, but like, you know, scrunching our little mouth up, um, or, or, or like talking with our tongue to the side of our mouth. We love trying out new expressions that like you would never make like, or just saying a word in a weird way. Mm-hmm. For this last week, it's been pistachio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pistachio. And that's just like, that's just what we've been doing. It's yeah, awesome. That could be a name. Um, well, it's becoming one. Um, <laughs> but, but like, uh, yeah, we just like love if if we found something weird to do. It's not necessarily limited to facial expression. Sometimes it's a movement or or like oh like like um say I'll start it, do it later, you know like and we'll just like we there's a there was a building close to yeah like in in Utah that was called Allside A L S I D E, and every time we pass it, it's like Allside, I tell you, like, <laughs> and we could not stop saying all side in sentences, <laughs> um, you know? And so, yeah, definitely like the facial expressions I love are the ones that uh, 
are new. Mm-hmm. You just got to try them on. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a, there's a character there or something. Sure. You just do one little thing with an eye or a little twitch or something yeah. with your nose, and then it leads to the next yeah. thing, the next thing. I mean, that's how Wilder and I became, like, bonded uh, when we were, like, still getting to know each other. Well, one of us was making, oh, she was making the expression of one of these animals in Yellow Submarine, the cartoon. And this this animal has a circular mouth with all the teeth, like, going in, um, like, to the center. And it sticks its tongue through the teeth. And it's like, you know, and she was making that expression. I was like, is that the animal from Yellow Submarine? She was like, yes. Um, and I was oh. like, oh, and then we both started doing it. Um, but what's funny about that is that this animal is not a part of this movie. Like at all. It's, it's got two seconds of screen time. Like the out of all the weird stuff that happens in Yellow Submarine, this submarine floats over to to one of its thousands of weird lizards. Like, and it goes, whoa, whoa, not, uh, turn, turn around, guys. And then just turns away. And you caught the reference just on Yes. A, we, oh, yes. Meant to be. Meant That's to be. delightful. Some duos are meant to be. Uh, meant to just be. like us. Yeah. Uh, I was going to ask you, Steve, do you have a favorite facial expression? Um, my favorite thing in comedy is I love playing the completely unenthused straight man, meaning my favorite is complete lack of expression. Mm-hmm. My favorite pieces mm-hmm. are the ones where somebody's crazy and I just get to stare at them over it. Oh, like so kind of the content unsettled. thing. Yeah. So Deadpan. now I know which role Deadpan, you're yeah. playing in yeah. our little production. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite. Um, yeah. Your jealousy. <laughs> I, yeah. I, uh, I feel like, you know, that is a role I was born to play. No, I'm just kidding. I, I feel like when I was young, I would be, as an actor, I would be accessing uh, deep emotions from my youth as far as jealousy goes, not as an adult. Um, which brings to mind as far as favorite facial expressions go, I feel like my, I love the opposite. Maybe because I think in real life, I'm somebody who is, quite frankly, a little bit more reserved. Mm-hmm. And so facial expressions for me, if somebody's just like, like insane happy, like that always makes me laugh for oh, some reason. Mm-hmm. Like cra- like crazy wide smiles make me laugh, particularly if what the thing being said is a juxtaposition to that. So if that crazy wide smile or crazy big eyes is also uh, met with something that is the exact opposite of that, something like pretty sad. To mm. me, that's always fun. Mm. Oh, you know what one of my facial expressions is? It's, it's uh, from from a cat, you know, that just did something embarrassed and then they look around <laughs> oh. and they're like, did anybody see? That's my favorite. <laughs> my, my cat does this like kind of um, when she's smelling something, but not super into the smell. Like she's not like tracking a scent. She's just kind of like taking a whiff. Yeah. It, like it's a little like stink face. Yeah. I love that take a whiff. St- yep. That's the one. I also love a dog that looks like it's over it. Like any dog that has kind of the same human expression is like, come on. That's why Which, there's so many dog reaction shots in romantic movies. I love it They're so like, much. I know it's so overused in film and TV. And every time I'm like, ah, no, it's I mean, it's the same thing with like a dog in sunglasses is always going to be the best thing possible. Mm-hmm. There's nothing better than a dog in sunglasses. That's true. Uh, maybe a cat in sunglasses. because nope. I'm not I'm not super biased. I'm not one of those like cats versus dogs people. But like I don't see cats in sunglasses, maybe regular glasses. Oh, yeah. Like regular glasses and a bow tie of some kind. Okay, that's like the cat equivalent. Yeah. Like cat equivalent is looking like a, a librarian nerd and dog equivalent is just being a cool guy. Hey, that's the truth hey about- loose for 2069 is what that dog is thinking. <laughs> that's the truth about cats and dogs. Right <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, Lilan, you're an actress. Very good one. Um, <gasps> Thank you. And as an actress, as an actor... Um, our job is to be expressive. Mm-hmm. And you also have such a knowledge of facial expressions. Do you find that one helps or hinders the other? That's a good question. Um, I, I, I think that, I, I, funnily enough, I think that they're somewhat unrelated. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's, it's like if you're a judge of ice skating versus being an ice skater. Like, knowing what to look out for. Yes. Be, because I feel like what we do is... To show, um, to to show a truthful version, and I guess there is the kind of actor that could like be really calculated and be like, okay, so I'm really going to activate uh, like a E 
213 and then I'm going to switch over to G40, you know, like, yeah. um, but uh, that's not how I, f- that sounds super difficult and yeah. complicated. I think that would be like, I feel like somewhere on the spectrum. when I'm an actor, if I'm thinking about facial expressions while I'm like in an emotional scene, I am so <laughs> done, you know? Sure. Because yeah. like, you're not present in that moment. No, you're just being yeah. like, what is the weird thing that my cheekbone is doing? Exactly. And like part of, you know, I, I feel like a lot of acting classes teach you is, is um, they teach you not to watch yourself. We're always like, oh, what do I look like? What do I look like? Am I doing really well? You know, and part of being very truthful as an actor is just letting that go, you know? So I think that, and my interest in facial expressions is, is, has nothing to do with my acting. I like when I'm performing. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's a side interest. That makes sense. But it helps inform you as an actor because you're, even if you're not thinking about it in that moment, like, you know what these things can or should look like to be able to access that. I think it does. Yeah, I, th- I think it's it's just kind of helpful to know why you like something or why something makes you feel the way mm-hmm. it makes you feel. You know, it's not necessary. Uh, I think you could be a great director. I think you'd be a great actor and not know anything about the history of facial expressions or whatever. But I think it's interesting. Yeah. You know, like in this in the same way, like we're taking ice skating, for example, it, like an ice skater learning about um, how their muscles work and their body. That that may be interesting for them, but I don't think it's really going to help them on the ice as much as just feeling it in their body. No, I can tell you as a, I used to swim competitively oh, uh-huh. in uh, junior high and high school. And every now and then a coach would start talking about like, this is how your muscles are moving. And you could see everybody's eyes glaze over because <laughs> like, this is I, boring. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit of that for sure, because I'm just sitting there going like, no, 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 just tell me like where I need to, how high should my elbow be at this point? Or like how much, it's just all practice. Yes. Um, But I can see where he was coming from in terms of like, okay, if you, if you swim a specific way, this will, if you know how your muscles are moving while you're swimming, you'll know like innately what to do. Just another tool for your toolbox. Yeah. You know, like some, and some people prefer to think in terms like that. And for some people, that's something that kind of dislodges them, you know, and being like, oh, I finally get it, you know? So it's interesting. Do you find yourself ever um, like diagnosing someone? Like say you and um, Wilder would be mm-hmm. a great example because you guys are so close. If mm-hmm. you guys are like out to eat do you ever like read her face and try to like kind of figure out like what's going on there? Or if I will say that Wilder uh, gets me more than I get her. She's mm-hmm. like, I know you're upset about this. I'm like, I'm not, you know, um, but also also vice versa, too. You know, I, I, I think that we've had a lot of practice in being able to know when we are feeling something or we're trying to mask something mm-hmm. because we've been friends for just so many years. Yeah, that's you actually know? probably a bad example because of how Close well you know each other. <laughs> I guess a better example would honestly be like a, a stranger. Ba- yeah, strange, like a bank teller. You know, um, I wish I, I wish I could say I'm not really con- conscious of like, I like I, I couldn't, I might change my behavior because I, I'm in tune with something, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, like uh, I maybe can tell a stranger is having a bad day you know, um, but I'm not thinking about, oh, they're having a bad day, you know? Yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying to put myself through the exercise more of, of being like, oh, something's like something strange, you know, because uh, another thing too, is that, um, like you want to also compare people's behavior to their default behavior. And so, so some people are going to be really low key and that means that they're doing fine. And But if you see me being low key, I'm probably at my last hope, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> I, it, it, if I, if I am just not talking, something is seriously wrong. Mm-hmm. And because, and, and also we, we filter through, things through our lens. Mm-hmm. So I am really animated and I'm very uh, forward with how I feel. I want people to know. And that's that feels healthy to me. And it's taken more time for me to understand that that's, if someone's not telling you how they feel, that doesn't necessarily mean that they don't like you or they don't trust you. It may not just be how they work. Mm-hmm. You right. know? Um, it's so, a big part of therapy, I feel, is being like, 
the lesson for me seems to be week after week. Everyone's not wired exactly like me. Yes. Is, yeah, yeah, that's a huge thing. And once you learn that um, you uh, have your own lens, you know, that you're seeing the world through and your own prescription of glasses, I think mm -hmm. is, is the mm -hmm. best, I, which I think might be in the power of now. Oh, <laughs> um, haven't gotten to it yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> still, I'm no, pretty deep oh, wait, in no, it. It's A New Earth. It's the other Eckhart uh, okay. Toll book. Okay. Tolly? Toll? Do we know? Tole, tole, um, tole. Speaking um, of names we can't pronounce, uh, the Swedish guy, uh, fella who is also involved in the facial action coding system, whose name I'm totally going to butcher, Kyle Herman Hidjortsijo, something like that. He worked with Ekman a bunch. Yeah. And when I was reading up on this stuff, I thought of this whole thing of like looking at the sort of lens because one of the things I thought is like, how different would this be through somebody else's lens? Because here you have like two established, distinguished, uh, uh, you know, Caucasian male scientists working on this. Like, how much do you feel like the the field of this particular science may have been impacted by that versus like, because as they later, you know, discovered and found out, it's like all this stuff is innate. Mm -hmm. Does it matter? Is this one of those cases where like, your cultural lens or your like how you grew up or whatever is going to impact your science the way it does in some other cases like artificial intelligence tech? That's a good question. Um, I I tend to take things that face value depending on how well researched they are for for I think that's what impressed me about the facial action ash, action I don't know why I keep saying that coding system Fox, is facts fa fa facts they're facts. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, that it's because it's not subjective. It's literally, literally recording every expression that it. Right. And they did for make. humans. They did for chimpanzees. They did it for like um, they did it for dogs, um, I think, too. I mean, possible, but I don't like I. I, because I am not a social researcher, I I don't think I can. And no one in. thinks you are. It's okay. <laughs> Apparently, I guess that they they've done uh, facts for babies and then other like uh -huh. other animal groups that have expressive faces. Sure. Um, and so as a result, like these uh, combos of facial action units then get you know as you pointed out d twenty three etc. As they're naming each one of them. Um. And so you think as a result, because it's so like, we're just know. assigning a letter and a number to it that it's like not it, it, through the it lens. It feels very non-subjective, mm -hmm. but I don't know. I just, yeah. I, I just read the stuff, man. Yeah, like, no, I'm with you. I feel like this is one of the few times I've read something where I went, oh, like at first I started thinking like, oh, is this something that is uh, going to be impacted by that lens? And then the more I read into it, I was like, Actually, no, this might be one of the purest sciences. Who knows? Because it's so innate, because it's just literally what uh, humans and their, you know, in this case, uh, chimpanzees and dogs do. Like, it's, just, it's, not, it's not like it's not they're controlled. using the expressions to determine who is a more valued human. Or, yes, <laughs> Like, exactly. that would be different. Oh, no, that, that's, that's <laughs> like, like uh, early 1900s pseudo bullshit is what that is. This is not what this is. So as a result, it's like, oh, this actually, like, makes a lot of sense in terms of, like, how we can um, apply this to daily life, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> what about... <laughs> Resting bitch face. I feel like that should be brought up in a facial. I feel like it's so weird that we know the person who made resting bitch face. Yes. Know? Yeah. So for everybody out there, shout out to my roomie, um, Taylor Orsi. Roomie. Yeah. Did you know? No. I'm are. sure I knew. I'm sure I saw it on Instagram, but like it did. But before before you heard the expression resting bitch face, there was a viral video called resting mm -hmm. bitch face. Yeah. Um, that was a like a parody of a PSA of uh, of the expression resting bitch face. Um and, and it's so weird that everybody says it now, but yeah. I know I know and live with the person who coined it. I think of, yeah, I mean, I see it on like shirts and like brought up in movies and stuff. And I'm always just like, that should be that should be money in her pocket. But it's not the idea that um, talking about like the bank teller or something like that, that, you know, there are people that just I guess I'm wondering about 
we're talking about our expressions and yeah, emotions sure. and stuff like that. Like, but what about our resting face? Our, you I know, mean, how that, our that can vary. That, that varies. That varies from culture to culture. And I think that's like clear, you mm-hmm. know, um, d- different. Um, but what doesn't vary is um, in the ways we show it, like the gradients that we show it can, can vary. Mm-hmm. Um, but the muscles that are enacted when we feel things um, are the same. That's, I love, yeah. I, I don't know why it, I love it so much. I, I think what it is, it feels, it makes me feel more connected to humanity as a whole to go like, we're all the same. Yeah, yeah. for sure. There's something very nice. It's about comforting. Yeah. It's a comfort to know, like there are things about a person that are exactly the same across the, the board. And like a smile is one of them, no matter where you are on the planet. Yeah. It means the same thing. And a smile is universal. Uh, I just made that up. Oh see, my God. See, Unless TM. it's paired with flared nostrils and then the <laughs> yes. raise of the eyebrows. <laughs> what so, if you copyrighted so- all 10,000 <laughs> facial expressions? <laughs> I love the idea of like a smile is universal being on like one of those laser cut wood signs you see in like a person's yes. kitchen. And then in Leland's kitchen, it's like a smile is universal. And, and then also in the same laser cut, a huge parentheses, footnote. unless it has all these things happening to it, then it means this thing. I mean, true. <laughs> I I don't like any phrase without the footnotes and disclaimers. Fair. You know. You love to David Foster Wallace your phrases. <laughs> That's too many footnotes. That's, <laughs> That's too, too much. much. That's a lot. That shouldn't be more than the the page. That's just silly. <laughs> I agree they should, with you. They should be able to fit in the margins. <laughs> you uh <laughs> continued on the next page. <laughs> I just had this image of you like reading, like to the lobster, just being like, God damn it. Just like, sl- <laughs> like silently muttering to yourself on a train, just be like, fucking margin. You, you, you really have seen me here <laughs> <laughs> on a train, too, is like an ex- I do believe I was, no, probably not, a, not that book on a train, but I read on trains. Speaking of not being able to see, so back to that word. Prosopagnosia. Prosopagnosia. Also called face blindness, Mm -hmm. uh, an impairment in being able to recognize facial identity. Yes. Uh, How much do you know about this or not? I do. Um, It it runs my family. Um, I I don't have it. Um, I I thought I did, but turns out I'm just. Oh, why do we lead with this? (laughs) I'm just bad at seeing people. Um, no, I don't have face blindness, but it does. It, it, it there is, um, yeah, it, like there are members of my family who have it. Maybe more that have prosopagnosia, like for real. Um, and it is a, a disorder where you can see a face, you can see people's faces, but you cannot recognize a face. Mm-hmm. So, um, so people with prosopagnosia, and and it comes in in gradients too. There are some people who like. Um, what was uh, Oliver Sacks, who is a uh, uh, neuroscientist, did a lot of research on the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he had face blindness so badly that he couldn't recognize himself in a mirror. So he'd be eating at a restaurant and be like, that man is looking at me, you know, mm-hmm. and like it took him a while to be like, oh, it's my reflection. OK, OK, OK. You know, yeah. So you can it can go, get that bad. And then there's also like lesser degrees of it. None of my family is, is that bad. Um, but um, you can recognize everything else about a person. So people with prosopagnosia have to identify people from other features, mm-hmm. their haircut, the, their gait, the sound of their voice. Um, and it can be really disorienting if they see people that they know in one context in a different context. So if you see a coworker at the grocery store, you might have to, you might be like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Like, um, so I've asked my family member, like, well, what about me? And he said, well, I can recognize you because I've spent so much time with you, you know? Mm. Um, and I said, well, what if you recognized me in a, or, or what if you saw me in a context you weren't expecting me to be in? And he said, oh, I would say that girl looks like Lilan. So he, he, he would have a familiarity. I would feel familiar, but he wouldn't. But his first thought would not be, oh, that's Lilan. Yeah. It would be that that girl looks like Lilan. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's, oh. It's wild. Yeah. Because uh, there's, but there's estimates that suggest, according to facialblind.org, uh, one in 50 people are prosopagnosic. Oh, wow. And that seemed so high to me. 
And then you're like my family. And I'm like, what? Okay, so I just don't know anybody with this. Or yeah. I, or they're I all do around know. Us. Yeah, they're all around us. I just don't know that they have this. Yeah, I, I mean, also, I will say for my family member, he didn't know he had it. And um, it, it wasn't until he was well into his adulthood, um, like I would say probably around, like, like well, well into his adulthood where he realized, oh my gosh, that's what's up. Mm-hmm. I, I believe he thought it was a vision problem, something with his eyes. It's oh. so like, I just, you know, like some, some parts of my vision, I, I can't get back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, too. like you have to get glasses early. Otherwise, some parts of your vision are, just don't work as well. Well, because there's two different versions. There's acquired, which is basically like a head trauma or some kind of brain damage can, uh, or degenerative disease mm-hmm. can uh, cause it. And then there's developmental, which sounds like what this is, where it's like pretty early in yeah. life or mm-hmm. like through your teen years. Yeah. So if like, yeah, think- haircuts can be really jarring. I for, was just about yeah, to say. Haircuts can be super jarring for people with prosopagnosia. So um, if you cut your hair super short and dyed it like bright orange, they would just be like, who are you? Or do you think possible. they- yeah, like absolutely possible. If I showed up in a context they weren't expected, like I, I actually feel pretty confident if I dyed my hair orange and then just hung out in a place with my family member, I don't believe he'd recognize me. What about voice? Voice is fine. It's it only has to do with okay. the face. So as soon it's, as you speak, he'd be like, oh, yeah, it's it, our brain is so um, I mean, f- amazing, you know, that our recognition is like compartmentalized in these in these really interesting ways. So, you know, everything else, like my family member doesn't have problems with um, like uh, reading or remembering or recognizing environments, rooms, animals, you know, it's only, or uh, clothing, only faces. It's so... There's a lot of... <laughs> I don't have any... <laughs> you just drifted off there. Well, because when I started to think, you said only faces, like I wonder if there's like, you know, voice blindness or like voice, voice deafness blindness. or like haircut blindness. Hair. Or... Just hair. Not face well, yeah, is fine, just, well, but just being our like. Our brain is so pro- like specifically pro- like programmed to to take in the face, you mm-hmm. know, like I think there's been research that shows that that babies prefer things that are faces or look like faces over uh, random smatterings of objects. And that explains why I feel like a lot of like baby toys have face like kids shows or stuff like the Teletubbies yeah. had a baby on the sun. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Babies love faces. Babies love faces. <laughs> They're crazy about it. If there's one thing we've learned today, it's that babies love faces. <laughs> that's the takeaway. Um, yeah, there's different subtypes of uh, prosopagnosia. And uh, basically, it's because like different areas of your brain, depending on like dorsal versus ventral, like contribute to that. So like depending on the person and oh, you do sure. an MRI scan, you're going to see like different parts that don't recognize different things. And, and here's the it's thing. It's nuts. It's nuts. It's like it's only recognition. Like there's a famous artist who paints beautiful portraits of people who has prosopagnosia. And like the pro- the portraits are completely accurate. He just does like he can look at them and you know yeah like maybe just not recognize who he painted. Oh, that's heartbreaking. You, you know, know, in a way. Is it or is every it, everybody you know a, str- a stranger you get to meet? From? Is, is every <laughs> yeah. rose has its thorn? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had a personal moment of since it runs in your family? Mm-hmm. Tell me if this is off putting, but like, is there a a personal moment where you've had like facial bias, just in that sense of like, see- I thought I had it. Oh, you um, did? Because okay. turns out I just meet too many people in one day and then right. I don't have a retention of memory. That's what I was thinking was more <laughs> just like when you've like, that. I've run into people on the street who are like, hi, how are you? And it turns out it's just like somebody I was in a class with a decade ago and I'm like, I don't remember you. I, I'm and pretty I feel sure really I, bad about I don't it. have it. There have been like weird moments like Wilder and I were at the A Wrinkle in Time premiere and Matt Damon walked by me and she was like, oh my gosh, did you see who walked by? And I was like, who, that guy? And she went, yeah, Matt Damon. <laughs> like, um, like there's sometimes, you know, like I feel like there's just like a little, you know, back in five minute like sign <laughs> on my brain. You know, like I'm out to lunch. Out. Yeah. <laughs> um, like just sometimes I'm just it. not Da-da-da. there. But I don't, I don't believe I have face blindness. Okay. Um, uh, I, I could be wrong, but I, I think uh, uh, I don't. Have you ever had a moment, Stu, where it's just like so jarring to see somebody? No, but similar to Lilan, I think for a while I also thought I had like a a small degree of face blindness, but it was the same thing of like, there's also a time in my life when I was taking like 
three improv classes and like, you know, yeah, working like and doing people, all this stuff. And there's so many your brain, new so many faces. People, yeah. Your brain can only process so much new information. Yes. So it's just having a hard time sorting. Yeah. Just yeah, like I'm yeah. having a hard time sorting all this money. <laughs> you guys are doing a great job. My hands are so covered in just like that weird ink that comes. <laughs> oh, I put on those little finger gums. When, ah! I, when I carry all my loose yeah. bills out of here, <laughs> they'll be a nice, like I'll, I'll, I might be able to carry them in just one armful. <laughs> You've compacted them so well. Leland Moda, thank you so much for coming on. Why do you know that? Thank you for having me. Is there anything that you'd like to plug at this time? Uh, you know, guys, um, I just directed my first short. Woo! Uh, thank you. It's um, it's getting submitted uh, in festivals. I'm so proud of it. It's called Becoming Eddie. Um, I'll be... Uh, I'm doing like a guest spot in the next season of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which is a thank you. It's like a lifelong dream for me or I guess for as long as the show has been on dream because it couldn't be my whole life. Uh, The show hasn't been on that long. That's so awesome. Um, Thank you. And where can people follow you and stuff like that? At your friend Lelon on Insta and Twitter. I love Insta, sometimes I respond. Twitter, people know that I walk in <laughs> once a month and dip out real fast. <laughs> you just need that monthly reminder of why you're only checking it once a month. Exactly, and then I'm gone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm feeling now? What's that? Very happy. Face I smiles. can tell from the ah, smile. smiles. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, tell everyone and anyone. Subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you new to the pod? Why not go back and check out our other episodes with amazing guests? We talk about a lot of weird stuff. And do you have questions, comments, concerns, ideas? Wanted to say hi? Email us at whydoyouknowthatpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at whydoyouknowpod. And if you're more of a picture person, follow us on Instagram at whydoyouknowthatpod. Thanks again. Let's do this again sometime. Thank you.